what is a false prophet? False prophets do a number of things that are very predictable, and I'll talk about uh, some examples from uh, personal experience and from the Bible. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is um, a man named Mahalaliel. He lived during the time of uh, Adam and others, and uh, his uh, grandson was Enoch. Mahalaliel is fifth from Adam, and Enoch is seventh from Adam. And Enoch became a prophet of God. Enoch walked with God, and God took him. And uh, this man, Mahalaliel, grandfather of Enoch, he, uh, I don't know if he was envious at that time or what, but I think he became envious. Um, basically, what they wanted to do is this weird false prophet ladder climbing. So they want to uh, claim to be uh, someone worthy of respect. Then they want to claim to be, uh, you know, someone who knows the future. And they want to claim to be a king. And then they want to claim to be God. Now, they know the whole time that they're not God, they're not a king, they're not a prophet, and they're not a man worthy of respect. They know pretty much the whole time. But they keep going, they keep trying because of two reasons. They have a delusion. A delusion is when we don't accept the truth. And for them, they, they find it to be a painful uh, understanding that they're not God, they're not worthy of respect. These men are the lowest of men, not, not the highest of men. They're not a prophet of God. They're not a king. They're not a man of God. And so false prophets, they don't always arise in the whole world, I don't think. And if they do, they probably don't have much success because in uh, the world today, there aren't any prophets that are prophets like they were in the olden days. And I'd say there's probably no prophets at all. A prophet of God is someone who speaks God's word perfectly. And so they'll say, thus saith the Lord over and over again when they speak. Thus saith the Lord, repent of your sins. Thus saith the Lord, turn from your wicked way. But a, a, a prophet uh, of God is also a, a very pleasant personality. They're, they're kind of a joy to be around. They're, they're a man or a woman that's a prophetess that you like, even if you don't like what they say. In order to have success as a false prophet, they want to... Uh, take someone else's identity from them. So they do this weird ladder climbing. If, uh, if we were in the world today, if there was a prophet named Enoch and a false prophet who wanted to claim to be God, the first thing the false prophet would do is he would name himself Enoch in his own imagination. And then he would start following the real prophet Enoch around. And everywhere the real prophet went, the false prophet would say, I'm the real Enoch. He would try to create confusion so nobody knew who the real Enoch was. He would claim to be the real Enoch, and he would say the other man is an imposter. No one would believe it, so he would try different things, and he would call them different tricks. He would try to convince the real prophet that the real prophet is the false prophet. He thinks if someone else believes his delusion, that it's true. So a false prophet is someone who wants the whole world to believe the same delusion that he has. And he calls it a trick. We call it pathetic. A man or a woman that's strong and confident would find that to be very pathetic. The next thing they might do is they might 
try to watch the real prophet closely. So the false prophet, Enoch, would watch the real prophet, Enoch, and try to convince everyone else that he was in control of the real prophet. So the false prophet would say, it's the heat of the day, the real prophet's about to take off his sweater. He would say, I commanded him to take off his sweater. The real prophet might take it off and ignore it, thinking a normal person takes off his sweater when he's hot and he puts it back on when he's cold. But men and women might actually believe this lie because the false prophet also promises things that he can never give. He'll promise them riches, glory, power, and honor. He promises to make them a king someday. He promises them wealth and honor and power glory, victory, and success. A false prophet can't give anyone these things. In order to have honor, we must do things that are honorable. In order to be respected, we must do things that are respectable. So in a kingdom where God is and where prophets are, this might happen often. A false prophet might often claim that he is a real prophet. And not just any prophet. He would claim to be someone else. If the prophet Enoch died, and now the false prophet was alone, remember the false prophet called himself Enoch? Then there might arise a new prophet, Elijah. And now this man might claim to be Elijah. He would change his name. And everyone in the whole city or the whole nation might know who the false prophet is. And he would follow this next prophet around and do the same things. He would copy every word of the real prophet. And when the real prophet's not nearby, he would repeat those words incorrectly because he wants to offend God. I guess that's why. Maybe he thinks if he changes God's words, maybe the false prophet thinks he has power. Maybe he thinks I said it differently I have unstoppable power. Righteous men and women who have dignity, we know that's absurd. Anyone can speak the wrong word. It's not power. It's foolishness. False prophets get in a lot of trouble with God. There was a man who came to uh, Israel and he was called Elijah the Tishbite. One of the first things he did is he called himself Elijah. He said he is Elijah the Tishbite. I think he was from another nation where there were 450 servants of Baal, his friends. And he came and there was a real prophet named Elijah. So the false prophet called himself Elijah the Tishbite. And the first thing he did is he pretended to speak the word of God. The next thing that happened is God spoke to him and told him what to do. Elijah quickly found out who God is. God did a number of miracles every day that Elijah saw every day. Elijah the Tishbite, the false prophet, saw these every day. While Elijah the real prophet was prophesying in Israel, speaking God's word. When a prophet speaks God's word, he typically will speak a whole chapter from the Bible or you know, a whole chapter worth of verses, 30 or 50 verses. And then he'll say, are there any questions? And that's pretty much the whole thing. Prophesying is a very straightforward event. A man will walk over, ask if anyone wants to hear the prophecy. Maybe 10 men 
and 10 women might listen at most. It's usually 10 total people. He speaks the whole word of the prophecy. Then he says, are there any questions? And that's it. That's the whole event. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't promise anything. He doesn't give them anything. Then he might have to go to work the next day. A false prophet is a man that is a parasite. He lives because other people provide all of his needs. He can't do this for himself. A false prophet is lazy. He doesn't work. He's messy and filthy. He can barely keep himself clean. He can barely figure out how to pull his pants up. And if you ever see a real prophet, you might unfortunately see these kinds of things like homeless men. False prophets need other men and other women to take care of them, to give them food and clothes, to help them get their pants on. These are fully grown men. You might think a false prophet is someone who claims to have knowledge of the future. And this is true, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. It's true. But they're so pathetic that no one should ever believe it. This is the knowledge of the future they claim. When it's in the heat of the day, they will say, I predict that the, someone else will take their sweater off. And they'll only do it because I controlled them. This isn't knowledge of the future. This isn't from a vision. This isn't from divine revelation. This is them just staring at someone from 10 feet away. A real prophet will tell you God can save you from all things. God loves you. And you're always safe when you trust God. Those kinds of things. They won't say that last line. That last line is very complicated. Because when you trust God, you got to do a lot of things. Well... Uh, maybe you need to obey God or hear his word uh, and believe his word and find out which is God's word and which is the words of the false prophet. In God's word, it reads, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But a false prophet might say, in the beginning, Elijah created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, Lucifer, the devil created it. In the beginning, Enoch created the heaven and the earth. A false prophet will blatantly lie and place their name where God's name formerly was. When it's not God's word, it's often clearly not God's word. When they give you a, a story about the future, at times it will come to pass. And we might hear the story and say, wow, a false prophet predicted that a, a real prophet would take his sweater off. How did he know? Well, let me tell you, it was the heat of the day. The false prophet was standing 10 feet away, staring at the real prophet for the last six hours. And then finally he said, he's about to take a sweater off. I commanded him to do it. It's an absurd scenario that everyone with a clear head and two eyes to see would recognize that it's absurd. And those that are nearby that see this might find it comical and they might mock their false prophet with sarcasm saying, it is well spoken. <laughs> Truly, you are a man of God. You see all things. <laughs> they might say, Wow, false prophet, you have power. The power to watch a man for six hours until he takes his sweater off. And then to watch him for 24 more hours until the next day when he takes it off again. But then those that hear the story might hear it incorrectly. They might hear that men believe that the prophet, the false prophet was well-spoken when he was a fool, when they were laughing at him with sarcasm. They might hear the truth but not understand it and then the false prophet might begin to have a following because of hearsay because of rumors 
The false prophet might claim that the real prophet is the enemy of all men and all women. That the real prophet has power unlike any man who's ever lived and he must be stopped and all of you must assemble gather all of your weapons and your armor and your shields and march against him and kill him in every way that you can and then the false prophet will claim to be the real prophet and then it's time to kill a king so the false prophet can sit on a throne and then the false prophet will claim to be the almighty god a false prophet is a weak and pathetic ladder climber that tries to cause you to believe lies by tricking you he calls it tricks he says you believed my trick even if you just said I don't believe your tricks he will say you believe my tricks he has a delusion his feelings are hurt if you and everyone nearby say to the false prophet we don't like you he'll probably leave in shame he has so little self-esteem and so little self-confidence he'll leave but then the next day he'll have a delusion and he'll come right back with an army to kill you all False prophets lie day and night. They're not very clever or very intelligent, I think. You might think they're clever and you might think they're intelligent. But what they do is they tell random lies day and night, predominantly to ladder climb, so that they can be called a man of respect, an honorable man, then a prophet of God, then king, then God. They want to be called God. A false prophet who hears this probably wouldn't even be offended by almost everything that I said. They would say it's all true. They want you to believe it. They want you to have the same delusion. You might think a false prophet is someone who changes God's word. Anyone can do that. It's called blasphemy. Anytime you change God's word or lie about what God said, that's called blasphemy. When you claim to be God, or do anything that's pertaining really to God being God, claim to be God. If you worship someone who isn't God, that's called heresy. When you change God's word, it's called blasphemy. If someone is speaking God's word to you and you walk away, that's common. But if God's speaking to you his words and you stop paying attention, that's called blasphemy. And when a false prophet lies to you about what God said, he's committing blasphemy. When a false prophet claims to be God, he's committing heresy. And if you believe it, you are confused. And if you fall down and worship a man who isn't God, that's heresy. And now you know what heresy is. And now you know why there's so much confusion in the world about heresy. It's clear when you see it. And it's not clear when you hear it from the Catholic Church. Because they don't know what blasphemy is and they don't know what heresy is. And when I speak, you all know it's the truth. Men that hope to be a false prophet are violent men with uh, several problems. One is they grab people. They'll try to grab you and carry you someplace and force you to go someplace you don't want to go. They'll drag you through a hole and then they'll crawl through it themselves. They'll grab a child out of his mother's arms and take him away and not even say why. He'll say, give me the child and then take the child. They're men who grab, men who take. They want to claim to be everyone's father. They want you to look up to them. Maybe it's because they looked up to their father and maybe that's one of their ladder climbing moves. And they think if they grab you, you'll admire them. Because maybe their father picked them up and held them high and they liked it. They're violent men, false prophets, who might've had an excellent childhood with a mother and a father who loved them. 
but they're also disobedient to their parents. Day and night, they're among the worst of children, even at very young ages. You might see it a little bit. At young ages, you might see it far more. And when they're older, there might be nothing but problems everywhere they go. They're schoolyard bullies. They're 15-year-olds that beat up 7-year-olds. They're 18-year-olds that beat up 9-year-olds. And not just one, but two or three or four of them together. They're such weak men that they might think it takes four 18-year-olds to beat up one 9-year-old. When they find a target, it's someone that is admired or respected. And they hope to stand six feet away, day and night, watching all this man does for the next 50 years if they have to. These men have no other ambition other than what I said. As far as I know, none. They'll burn in hell. And eventually they'll learn that they'll burn in hell. I think all false prophets might learn this right away when they begin to be a false prophet among God's children who have faith in God. In places where men and women don't have faith in God, a false prophet might be ignored. But in a place like Israel, when God is there, the prophet might, the false prophet might learn right away that he will burn in hell. And he'll add that to his lies. He knows, the false prophet knows that he will burn in hell. He himself, the false prophet, will burn. But he'll tell you that you'll burn. He'll tell everyone he ever meets for, for the rest of his life that everyone else will burn. And the only way you can stop it is if you kill the real prophet, if you kill the king, and if you kill God. If a false prophet ever sat on a throne, he would day and night, unceasingly, tell every man and every woman that he thinks even has a chance, he would tell them, go and kill God. It can't be done. These are the ways of a false prophet. If you ever wanted to fuck with a false prophet, you could get a chair and tell him it's a throne and let him sit in it and tell him that he's a king. Being sarcastic and not lying to him, being sarcastic, maybe later you can tell him the joke and then he would probably begin shortly thereafter once he thinks about it because false prophets are not very smart, I think. He might begin day and night telling everyone who passes by, kill God, kill God, kill God, obey me, be subservient to me. God never told any man to be subservient, ever, but false prophets do. If a preacher ever told you to be subservient to him, he's an evil man. God never said to his children, be subservient to me. Never once, and he never will. When we obey God, it is a free will choice. We hear God's word and we choose whether to obey or not. When a false prophet speaks, he tells you always to obey. He says, I command you. He might yell at you. A real prophet speaks at a normal volume. A false prophet might yell everywhere he goes. And then when people are tired of the yelling, he might try to act likable. He'll find someone to copy and copy that man over and over again for years. And then he'll try to appear likable. It's unlikely that a woman would ever try to be a false prophet in this extreme way. Women have other ambitions, but... A false prophet might then try to appear to be cool. He might start repeating the words again, spoken by a cool man, that, that those of you that are cool like, 
and he'll hope that you think he's cool. And then you won't know which, which is the liar. The one that lies to you day and night, but promises you gold. Who follows a false prophet? Those that have greed, who covet things that don't belong to them and hope to steal things that they could never get on their own. They hope to steal honor, steal glory, steal money, and steal power. Men that follow a false prophet don't know what power is, but they want it. They don't know what, what they would do with it, but they want that power. And they know they could work for it, but like the false prophet, they might be too lazy, or these men might be too confused. When Jesus was asked about this, he answered perfectly in one sentence, take heed that no man deceive you. That's it. Take heed that no one deceives you. If someone lies to you day and night and follows you everywhere you go, consider what they say and then tell them to leave. And if they try to go in your house, punch them in the goddamn face over and over again until they never come back and rebuke them. A false prophet is a coward. If you tell him no, every time he speaks, the first time, no. The second time, no. And the third time, go away. If you tell him no, no, go, he is such a weak coward, he will probably leave and never return unless he can return with an army. False prophets are among the worst of men. They can't be trusted. They're evil. You might think, what is evil? When you see a false prophet, you will see a tremendous amount of evil probably and wickedness as well. They'll try to appear respectable. So those that follow a false prophet often know the false prophet is a liar. They might believe that every word he ever spoke is a lie, but they might hope the next thing he says is not a lie. They might hope the next thing will come true. Why? Greed. The false prophets are strange ladder climbers with a delusion. Those that follow a false prophet have greed and they hope this liar will give them power, honor, respect, and money, wealth. You might think, who would fall for such an obvious deception? Nearly every angel in the heavens, nearly every man and woman that is a spirit in heaven and in the earth, a great many, which you might see sooner than you think. The false prophet, the antichrist, and the devil will sack the temple in uh, just more than 69 years, an army will invade Israel. And before then, they might be in the earth for years, and I don't know how many, telling lies. Who will they lie about? The false prophet, he will lie about the man he wants to become. To him, it might seem like wisdom. Destroy the man you want to become and then stand where he stands. Sit where he sat. Stand where he stood. Sit where he sat and claim to be him.